Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. On April 15, 1946, in Brooklyn, New York, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He started at first base in the Brooklyn Dodgers' home opener against the Boston Braves. There were 26,623 fans at Ebbets Field. He wore number 42. And though he went 0 for 3, he reached on an error and scored a run. The numbers, though, are only the skeletal parts of the story. For on this day, Tuesday, April 15, 1947, more than three centuries after Jamestown, nearly two after the founding of the American nation in Philadelphia, and only 80-odd years since Appomattox, Jack Roosevelt Robinson made history. As the first black man to play Major League Baseball, Robinson was a civil rights pioneer who faced immense pressure under the most difficult of circumstances. Yet with grace and skill and undaunted courage, Robinson changed America. As I've argued in the New York Times book review, to white fans of the game, the story of Jackie Robinson is redemptive and transporting, a fable of how the meritocracy of talent overcame the aristocracy of race in America. The number 42 is retired across the major leagues. Robinson is a secular saint, revered for his essential role in what was known as Dodger owner Branch Rickey's noble experiment of desegregating baseball before Brown versus Board of Education, before the Montgomery bus boycott, before the March on Washington, before Selma. The truth, as Robinson told it, is more complicated. His journey to the major started in the back of a bus. Robinson had been signed to a contract with the Brooklyn Dodgers minor league Montreal club. Ordered to spring training in Sanford, Florida, this being 1946, Jim Crow was very much in force. Robinson, a veteran of World War II and a former UCLA athletic star, had been forced to ride in the segregated section of a bus after arriving by train in Jacksonville, Florida. One day in Robinson's inaugural big league season in 1947, the Philadelphia Phillies, led by their manager Ben Chapman, were assaulting Robinson with especially virulent racist taunts and epithets. For one wild and rage-crazed minute, I thought, to hell with Mr. Ricky's noble experiment, Robinson recalled. It's clear it won't succeed. I have made every effort to work hard to get myself into shape. My best is not enough for them. I thought what a glorious cleansing thing it would be to let go, to hell with the image of the patient black freak I was supposed to create. I could throw down my bat, stride over to that Phillies dugout, 
grab one of those white sons of bitches and smash his teeth in with my despised black fist. Then I could walk away from it all. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. But he didn't. Like innumerable other black Americans down the centuries, Robinson chose to suffer rather than to strike back. A subsequent photo op with Chapman to show that all was copacetic, for the good of the game, as the phrase went, hit Robinson hard. Yet not everything was bleak. The St. Louis Cardinals threatened to boycott playing a game against the Dodgers in what Robinson feared could create a chain reaction throughout the baseball world with other players agreeing to unite in a strong bid to keep baseball white. Ford Frick, the president of the National League, stepped in on Robinson's side, warning that he'd suspend any boycotters. I don't care if it wrecks the National League for five years, Frick said. This is the United States of America, and one citizen has as much right to play as another. The white supremacist rebellion was thus quelled. A Republican who campaigned for Richard Nixon in 1960, Robinson, who was close to New York Governor Nelson Rockefeller, fell out with the GOP when the right-wing forces loyal to Barry Goldwater, who opposed the Civil Rights Act, triumphed in 1964. A Barry Goldwater victory would ensure that the GOP would become completely the white man's party, Robinson argued in the Saturday Evening Post. At the Republican National Convention at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, Robinson watched in horror as the right-wing delegates roared their disapproval of Rockefeller, a supporter of civil rights. It embodied a revulsion for all he stood for, Robinson recalled, including his enlightened attitude toward black people. To Robinson, the party of Lincoln was no more. At San Francisco, he wrote, I had a better understanding of how it must have felt to be a Jew in Hitler's Germany. The Goldwaterites were afraid, Afraid not to hew strictly to the line they had been spoon-fed. Afraid to listen to logic and reason if it were not in their script. April 15th began it all. And we live in, if not a perfect world, at least a better one, because of Jackie Robinson. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Paige Heimson, Andy Jaskowitz, 
Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Research assistance by Sarah Jean Caver. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. Hey mama, we see you. All the visible and invisible work you do for others and yourself. That's why this Mother's Day, the Meditation for Women podcast has a special free guided meditation just for you. Stay to listen to hundreds of guided meditations available for you. Some to help you sleep, start your day, release anxiety, and tune into your intuition. Listen to Meditation for Women on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.